cliffcentral.com. Well, let's talk about something that's uh, that's also measurable, which we – I mean, every time we get to uh, speaking to Sean again, I'm always pleased because there's so much to talk about. There hasn't been a single week, Sean, that we've spoken to you where there hasn't been some really big news going on in the world of cryptocurrencies, the world of gold, and the stuff that you guys at Revix are really expert on. And um, I get lots of emails from people every single week about how useful this is. Now, I know you just walked into a conversation and I could just see you going, oh, my God, what is this that they're talking about? But let's start afresh this morning because we've got a lot to get through. And um, we're going to get a little update from Sean on cryptocurrencies. Uh, Sean Sanders is the co-founder of Revix. And I want to talk a little bit about some of the alternate investments and adding gold and crypto to your portfolio this morning. But first, give us a an idea of what's been happening in the last week since we spoke to you last time. Cool. Good morning, Gareth. Good morning, team. Good morning. So I can actually say for the first time on the show in a long time that the crypto markets pulled back a bit, which is right. kind of good in many respects because it's just been week after week after week of gains. Uh, it's pulled back about 5%. Uh, Bitcoin is hovering at around $32,000 today. Uh, you actually saw Ethereum this last week. Shortly after our last conversation, hit a new all-time high of $1,450. Right. Gold is sort of be bouncing around. It's uh, sort of at the same level as it was this time last week, and that's about $1,860 an ounce. So it's been a rather, I'm going to say dull week, but there's never a dull week in crypto. No. But a dull week in crypto means that the prices haven't been shooting up 20%, and you know there hasn't been this new, I don't know, pension fund or whatever making investment. But having said that, um, some news that has reportedly come out, and this is something that actually came out last night, is that Harvard, Yale, Brown, and the University of Michigan, you know, these uh, universities are rather big endowment funds and rather big being, you know, between 40 to $50 billion assets under management. Yeah. So they've got approval to purchase cryptocurrencies as an alternative asset, which is a huge step forward. I mean, if you went back two or three years and you and I had to say to somebody, listen, there's going to be corporations, never mind endowments, but corporations purchasing cryptocurrencies, I would have been laughed out the door. And here you are today with endowments purchasing digital currencies. Well, the, these institutional investors are very powerful, right? I mean, they control enormous amounts of money, as you've just indicated, when it comes to the universities and their endowments. But we've also seen over the period of the last maybe year and maybe just more than a year, major financial institutions start to take stakes in crypto, which is a big deal because that means that they're legitimizing it in a way that when it's just, you know, ordinary individuals and people who are, you know, trendy and know what's going on in the world um, and maybe are at the leading edge, you know, those, those um, what do they call them? The early adopters. Uh, those people, yeah. those people don't necessarily carry the weight that these big institutions do. So all this is doing is making crypto very mainstream. Yeah, most certainly. I mean, this last week, funny enough, you saw the number of Bitcoin wallets with over a thousand Bitcoin in them yeah. uh, hit an all-time high. So a thousand Bitcoin is roughly $32 million. So if you think about it, how many retail investors, how many Joe Soaps like you and I, does it take to get to $32 million? Quite a few. But that's just one institutional investor. Sure. So you know, when you start hearing this big money entering the space, and it, it is smart money as well. Remember that there is teams of analysts that are looking at crypto and having to say, well, you know, we are putting, if it's a pension fund, we're putting people's pensions on the line to be able sure. to invest in this asset class. Sure. And, you know, I guess it's still a fringe asset class. Crypto is still a fringe asset class. We've been investing in gold forever, uh, but it is just remarkable to sort of see this money move into the space. And that's exactly why the prices have shot up the way that they have. 
So before I get into uh, one or two of my questions, here's Hamish. He wants to know about Ripple and what you what you think is going on with Ripple at the moment, XRP. So just so everyone understands sort of the background here, XRP is the cryptocurrency of Ripple Labs, and Ripple is being investigated at the moment by the SEC, which is the regulator in the U.S., for an unregulated securities offer. Mm. And it's a very divisive sort of area. Um, I honestly cannot tell you whether or not the SEC is going to deem XRP to be a to be a security or whether they'll deem it to be a cryptocurrency. If you look at Singapore, if you look at the United Kingdom, and if you look at a few other regions, uh, Switzerland, Liechtenstein, these regions have deemed XRP to be a cryptocurrency and not a security. Okay. So it would seem kind of weird, I guess, if the SEC was to label this as a security. You would have a security in one region and you would have a, you know, a cryptocurrency in another. The other thing to remember is that XRP is very much like oil for the Ripple network. You okay. sort of use XRP to be able to send uh, value between different companies or different banks in particular. Now, if you had a look at, let's say, ExxonMobil or Shell, one of the bigger oil companies out there, I mean, if they were extracting oil out of the ground and selling it, you would never deem that to be a security. Mm-hmm. So my personal opinion is that I think this will blow over. Ripple will get a little slap on the wrist. They'll have to probably change the way that they distribute XRP. But over the long term, you're more likely than not going to see uh, XRP probably move up, not necessarily move up in price, but certainly be readopted on the exchanges because it was removed from a lot of exchanges. Hmm. Uh, don't say that our listeners aren't uh, on the ball. I mean, Hamish asking about something very specific there, and obviously Sean had the answer right up his sleeve. We didn't, uh, we didn't warn him in advance about that. He knows what's going on. So let's just talk quickly about adding gold and crypto to your investment portfolio, much like these big institutions we were talking about before. Why is it a good idea to just cover some of those in your in your your portfolio? Why not have just a little bit? Some people will will say, well, isn't it just much more uh, safe and mainstream to just do what I've always done and invest in the stock market, for example. Yeah, so a bit of background on myself here. So I worked at Specialty Investment Group in Johannesburg for a while. I then worked for a family office based in the UK. Now, a family office really gets set up when somebody has a lot of money and they need to be able to manage that money. Mm-hmm. And through that family office network, I was able to work with a bunch of really wealthy and really smart individuals. And what you'll see with wealthy investors, generally speaking, is that they'll invest in a diversified or a diversified sort of portfolio. They're not going to invest in just stocks or just bonds or just property. They're going to diversify into really weird and wonderful things. So, you know, they're buying not only real estate, but art. They're getting into crypto. They're one of the first institutional adopters, really, of crypto. So they were the first big money entering the space. And you can look at some other interesting things like fine wines that they're investing in. Private debt. So at the end of the day, you know, there is a private debt market, which is huge. And these players are you know, pretty big players in that space. So diversification and being able to buy different assets that sort of respond to different factors is a really important investment strategy. And I don't think this is something that's appreciated enough by everyday investors. So our approach at Revix is to say to everyday people, you know, you should be investing like a millionaire would. And that means you can invest in real estate. There's a whole bunch of real estate funds on the JSE. They're called REITs that you could look to invest in. You can invest in stocks. You can invest in bonds. You can invest in crypto. You can invest in gold. And on our platform, as things stand right now, you can invest in a diversified cryptocurrency portfolio, and you can invest in gold. Now, the beauty with investing in crypto and gold is that the correlation with the stock market between both assets is next to zero. So correlation really measures just how assets move together or how they don't move together. The higher the correlation, 
the more assets move together. So if you had a look at, let's say, gold and the US dollar, they move in opposite directions most of the time. So that's something known as an inverse correlation. Now, that's sort of the holy grail when it comes to building a diversified portfolio is getting assets that sort of, you know, respond in opposite directions when something occurs. So as an example, the pandemic happens, people are freaking out. I mean, everything seems to sell off. But then if you look at the rebound in the likes of Bitcoin, you look at the rebound in the likes of gold relative to stocks. I mean, that's quite an interesting when it comes to so in some ways, it's almost mm-hmm. hedging your bets. Uh, and, and I know I'm using really rudimentary terminology here, but it is kind of hedging your bets because if one goes up, the other one might go down and vice versa. And it's useful to have um, some leverage on either side of that equation so that you can figure out based on what happens in, in world events and what happens with trade and what happens with the global economy, where your money is best placed. Yeah, and I think this is the time where you actually, I mean, I've said this on your show before, but you need to just say, like, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I can tell you no one knows what's going to happen in the future. Have the the wisdom and the humility to say, I don't know, and therefore I'm going to diversify, and I'm going to buy different assets. And who knows, I may have a view where I'm going, crypto is definitely not going to become something that's really big. And and Sean, and you don't have to to put your life savings into, into one investment. As you said, put it into a number of different ones, but... Also, have, a, have your toe in the pool of cryptocurrency. Have a little bit of gold. These are the things that will make your portfolio a little more diverse and interesting. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, just you know, a bit of a sales pitch here, but you know, with Redix, you can invest in Bitcoin. You can invest in soon Ethereum. We'll be launching as a standalone product. Hmm. Uh, we'll be, we've obviously got the different crypto bundles. So you can invest in our top 10 bundle. That's the top 10 cryptocurrencies, equally weighted. You get automatically updated every month. I think it's an important a factor to consider, which is when you invest in a particular asset class, you don't want to go buy one property because then you're exposed to the ups and downs of that single property. You wouldn't want to buy one stock because, again, you're exposed to the ups and downs of one stock. So going out and just buying Bitcoin in the crypto space is exactly the same as just going out and buying all those. You don't know what's going to happen. Just, stock just by the way. So own a diversified portfolio. You're going to do that without buttons. I mean, you teased us with some of the products that you'll be bringing onto Revix soon, but Ralph asks an interesting question. When will cannabis and gaming investment open up? I mean, you talked about renewable energies. You talked about all kinds of other exciting investments. Um, and really, you also mentioned art earlier. Uh, I know that there are people who are now offering uh, fractional investment in art, which is really interesting because it means that technically you can own a thousandth of a share in a Picasso, for example. Um, and for many people, for many people, that would be a, that. that would be a cool thing to own, right? Well, this is sort of where Revix wants to be in about a year's time, right? We want to be able to offer fractionalized investment into artworks, and I'm talking big artworks, looking yeah. at you know, Banksy art pieces and all the rest. Right. Take that one step further. You can invest in, and this is going to blow a few people's minds, but you can actually trade Instagram accounts. You can, you know, trade URLs. There's an entire market of alternative investments. Do you understand how sneakers have grown as an investment category? You go look at StockX as a, that's an online sort of portal where you can buy and sell sneakers. I mean, you get sneakers online now that trade at five to fifteen thousand dollars. Um, so you see quite remarkable returns. Classic watches, uh, collectors' watches, naturally are another area. And then the other thing, which is quite yes. weird and wonderful, is digital artworks. So these are not physical artworks, but digital artworks that are created, and they are unique in the sense that. Uh, they're on a blockchain and they verify only yours and all the rest. But just super interesting. There's a lot of micro investment opening up at the moment. That's amazing. Sean, are you interested in um, people investing in Oprah memorabilia? 
Oprah member for it. Uh, no. I, I don't know personally anyone that may be interested in Garrett seems really interested no. in it right now. Sia is the only one who'd be interested in Oprah yes. memorabilia. No, Sia. And, and I'm the president of the Oprah fan club, so at yeah. least I, I have a database of 8,307 people. You, you know, Sean, you know how we talk about the um, those great investments that people wish that they'd been part of at the right time? You know, for example, if you if you'd bought Bitcoin and sold it like uh, at the end of January this year, you would have been very happy with it. But Sia once went onto eBay and found a chair, one of the audience chairs from the Oprah Winfrey show. And he wanted to so buy it. Serious. He wanted to buy it, but he didn't. And it, for, for Sia, that's the one that got away. Pains me. Can I say something, by the way? That's, I think hopefully a little, uh, it's a little different. Uh, but it is my dream at the end of the day. This is what I'd like to accomplish in my life. Mm-hmm. And that is to enable people to take direct equity stakes in other people. So if you think about it, and I guess you do go into a bit of a, a gray area when it comes to the ethical side of this. But being able to acquire as a successful businessman, as an example, if you acquire 5 or 10% in a student and you get, let's say, entitlement to this person's future income for, or in perpetuity or 15 or 30 or 50 years or whatever the story may be, you can put that person through his education or her education. You can put that person into rather interesting places. And yes, again, you've got to manage the ethical side of this, but it is quite remarkable how you could accelerate somebody's growth by doing that. I mean, currently the banks do this through debt, but it'll be really interesting if you could actually directly take an equity stake in somebody else. Whoa. You know, um, I love that. I, I love the idea that you could actually buy into a person. Uh, imagine if you'd bought into Elon Musk. Yeah. 100%. That, that, Elon Musk, Michael Jordan, all the people that blow yeah, up. Absolutely. I mean, Jeff Bezos goes through the list, right? I mean, those shares would be trading more than Amazon. Probably. And then and then we would finally be able to say, I'm terribly sorry, but Sia is more valuable than me. Oh. <laughs> and then it would make breakups so weird yeah. and awkward. We, like, we you would, can't leave. We would finally have a stock <laughs> exchange of people's values, and we'd be able to say, you know what? That person is actually more valuable than the other person. <laughs> I love it. The right, cool. side of this is really interesting, though, because what happens, as an example, you invest in somebody that then goes off and has a baby, and then yeah. it's out of action and not earning income for a while. Right. That's where things get really weird, right? I mean, you have to sort of manage this properly. So, again, something for uh, 2030 or so. Wow. All right, very good. Um, so, Sean will be back to tell us more because we always have limited time with him, but there's plenty to discuss. Sean Sanders and Revix. Go to Revix and find out how you can invest in gold or crypto or any of the other assets that they make available. There are portfolios there that are that are weighted and balanced every single week, and they can check you in on, on stuff like the, uh, the, the payment platforms, uh, many other different uh, assets that are available. And you can go and put some money in and see what happens to it. It's a good idea. And also, remember, everybody gets excited when the market is up in crypto, but it's when it's down that you need to buy. Thanks, Sean. Cheers, guys. Thanks so much. Have good a great to day. See you. All right, awesome. Sean Sanders. Go to Revix.com for more information. You can also find them on all the social media. Handle at Revix Invest. R-E-V-I-X. Cliffcentral.com